Hello, and welcome to That's My Thing, the podcast where we talk about the things we love with the people we love. I'm Carrie. Uh, I usually do this podcast with my niece, Olivia, who is in Tennessee. She is on her second day of school today, so hopefully we'll get in touch soon and give you an update on that. I've still got a couple of weeks before my school starts, Um, but I've talked on the podcast about my backyard chicken flock, and I thought today would be a cute time to do a little update on how the chickens are doing. Um, You can follow along on the journey at our Instagram, that's my thing pod, where I've got lots of pictures uh, from today's episode. So please enjoy this short little update, a little bonus episode, and hopefully we'll get Olivia back on the podcast soon. All right, have fun. So I decided this morning I'm going to do a little special episode. Um, I'm going to sit outside all morning during egg laying time to give you sort of the play-by-play of what egg laying looks like in our house. It's It's a miraculous kind of experience. It brings me an insane amount of joy. I find it to be completely fascinating and unendingly exciting, right? It never gets old, opening that nesting box door and finding the little eggs, and they're still warm, and I say thank you to the girls for giving me their eggs. Uh, It's super fun to scramble them and open them and see what's inside. It's like Christmas every day. Uh, So I'm going to be doing a little audio journal Uh, to give you a sense of how the egg laying goes. So, buckle up your biscuits. It's going to be exciting. It is 7.55, and Bonnie D has gone into the coop. Elsie is perched on it from the outside which is sort of what the old girls would do just before egg laying. They got a little egg crazy and they would like jump on things and leap over the fence and go hang out in the neighbor's yard and scream their little heads off for no good reason. So I think today is gonna be Elsie's day. I thought yesterday was gonna be Elsie's day. She went into the nesting box in the middle of the afternoon, which nobody does. Nobody does that. They never go in the coop except for egg laying. Even at night, we have to carry them physically into the coop to shut the door. So I really thought yesterday was going to be her egg day, but she didn't lay an egg. She did not. So I'm expecting Weta Sampson to go in pretty soon. I don't know what else you will do, but I'll keep you updated. I promise. So a minute ago when I said, buckle up your biscuits, It reminded me that I was hungry. 
and that <laughs> that this summer I finally found a biscuit recipe that I really like and it makes really good biscuits and they also freeze beautifully. So I'm taking a break from chicken watch. I still have the door open so I can do chicken listening to mix up some biscuits. Uh, and then I'm going to scramble up some of yesterday's eggs and uh, make myself a little biscuit and egg sandwich while I wait and watch. Stay tuned for some uh, atmospheric kitchen noises. It's 8.30 now. Half of my biscuits are in the oven. The other half are in the freezer. Uh, Bonnie D is still in the coop and Weta Sampson is still running around. She hasn't decided to go into the nesting box yet. Uh, so I thought now might be a good time while we have a break to introduce you to my egg record book. So from the moment we started laying eggs, <laughs> I decided we needed some sort of record keeping system to record who's laying eggs when, right? If for some reason they stop laying eggs, that could be a sign that they're not well. So I really wanted to be able to know who is laying which eggs, when are they supposed to be laying eggs, right? Uh, and really, you know, they can get kind of predictable. Um, the amount of time between eggs is usually like 24 to 25, 28 hours. So, you know, it's not unusual for them to lay at about the same time every day. Um, so my egg record has the date, the time, which chicken we're talking about, and then a space for notes. <laughs> and in the notes, I usually record things like, did they go to the left next nesting box or the right nesting box? Um, did they have a giant egg? Right when there's a giant egg, I like to keep a record, like if it's a double yolk. And so far, they've all been <laughs> giant. Like when I'm talking about giant, like huge, like full size of your hand big. They're enormous. Um, and shocking. <laughs> uh, and so this week, let's see, today is Tuesday. So I've got Sunday, Monday. I've got Saturday, Sunday. Whatever. I've got four or five days in front of me. And on the 31st, Weta, Samson, and Bonnie D both uh, laid eggs about 7.30, 8 o'clock. And then the next day about 8 and 8.30, and the next day about 8.30, and the next day about 8.40 and 9. Uh, so, you know, today, with Bonnie G going in at 8 o'clock, I expect she will probably come out, well, let's say 9 o'clock. I think an hour. I don't know how long it actually takes them to lay an egg, how long they sit in there before and after like how long do they sit there just sitting on it I have no idea I feel I want to watch that part but I kind of I mean they need their privacy <laughs> I think I've opened the door too soon sometimes and startled them and then 
they don't finish on time. You know what I mean? It would be startling to be in the middle of something and somebody's staring at you. So that's my egg record book. I am hearing some noises. Looks like Weeda Sampson is thinking about going in the coop. That's her making a little sound. We'll watch. So she stopped making the noise so that she could eat something off the ground. I don't know. I don't think now's the time. Okay, update soon. All right, it's 8.43. My biscuits are out of the oven. Bonnie D is still in the nesting box. And Weta is <laughs> flirting with going in. She keeps, like, standing outside and hollering and then walking around a little bit and then standing outside and screaming a little bit more so I'm thinking she's gonna go in in just a minute we will see but in the meantime I'm ready to scramble some eggs so yesterday Bonnie D I'm pretty sure laid a really big egg and the really big eggs like I said tend to be double yolks and I can hardly wait <laughs> when I see a big egg to, to crack it open and see what's inside. So I'm going to take a picture real quick, just as like a side-by-side, -side so you can see. When I say big egg, I'm talking big egg, right? It's a big egg. And I guess it can be a little bit like, there's something weird about eating an animal's fetus while you can hear <laughs> the screams of that animal outside. <laughs> but I don't know. I, I feel better about eating eggs, certainly, from my chickens than I do about eating commercial eggs, right? I, I, I don't like that. There's the heat going on. So the other thing about my scrambled eggs is that I like them scrambled in the pan so that there's like white and yellow separately rather than like one fluffy solution of white and yellow. I like to be able to see the separations and I like them scrambled like dry, real dry. So maybe that's gauche as well. So I'm about to crack open this great big egg, crack. Yes, and as suspected, a double yolk. Let me take a picture of that. Okay, so I got one double yolk. Can you hear the sizzle? Already sizzling. Um, okay, I'm gonna crack another one. Two eggs going in. A little salt. 
little pepper. And then start to scramble, break a yolk. The whites have already started to cook before I break the yolk. So I like to mix it up a little, right? And then let it sit there in kind of like a, kind of like a pancake, you know? So it's gonna cook on one side and then I'm gonna flip it so that I make kind of an egg loaf, a egg flapjack. That way in my sandwich, my biscuit sandwich, I don't have pieces of egg falling out, right? It's all one thing, like an egg McMuffin, you know? Okay, this is hard to do. So now we're ready to flip. It did not stay in one piece, obviously. But I think two to three pieces is better than a bunch of pieces. Well, not enough. Scraping up the dry bits stuck to the pan. That's what you hear. Eggs are ready. I'm gonna cut up some sharp cheddar and layer that in there. I'm looking out the kitchen door, and I think Weta has finally decided to go in. So, mark that time. Alexa, what time is it? It's 8:48 a.m. 8:48. Wita Sampson in the coop. Okay, it's nine o'clock. I just ate my biscuit sandwich. It was very good. You could taste the extra baking soda but it was not offensive. I thought it was fine. I actually kind of like the baking soda, baking powder flavor in a biscuit. I like a salty biscuit. I just burped a little bit. I'm not mad at all. Uh, here's what's happening. Nothing. Everybody <laughs> is still in the nesting box, but I thought it might be a good moment to introduce you to the flock. Uh, so I have two leghorn chickens they're white uh, with red combs and wattles and uh, they have white earlobes which I did not know that chickens even had earlobes since they don't really have ears um, but I learned that as a chicken parent their combs are really interesting they're big they're really big like that's the that's a trademark of the breed is that they have these great big huge combs um, and Weedas, very interestingly, like flops over <clears throat> like and folds over one eye. It's very cute, but they change colors a lot. So one morning I opened the nesting box while Weeda was laying an egg and she was so pale. Her comb was so <laughs> white. It was uh, upsetting. It was upsetting to say the least. Um, but they're very weird. They're, f they're kind of fleshy, right? Uh, they kind of have a pebbly rough surface. They are uh, warm and weird and gross. 
So my two leghorns, these are my older girls. Um, they matured a little earlier and they also just as a breed lay eggs earlier. So they laid eggs at about 16 weeks uh, and their names are Bonnie D. Peacock and Weta Samson. Um, <laughs> and I'll talk more about their names in a minute. But the other two girls are Black Stars. And I got them to replace two Leghorns who did not stay with us. Um, Tea Cake McGee, RIP, died in an accident when she was about, I don't know, 10, 12 weeks old. It was my fault, but it was an accident. And I'm very sorry for it every day. Uh, and then our fourth leghorn turned out to be a rooster. And uh, it was my favorite chicken because I could identify it from a day-old chick. You know, like it looked differently from all the other ones. And so I could pick Edna Earl out of the crowd. And I designated Edna Earl as my cuddle chicken. And so even when she was, you know, a little teacup size tiny baby day-old chicken. She would watch TV with me. I'd wrap her in a little towel and lay her on my chest and snuggle her while I watch TV. And <laughs> uh, the comb was sort of the first clue, but all my friends told me, you know, you can't really tell for sure a chicken's gender uh, until, you know, they reach maturity in this breed anyway. So, uh, needless to say, I was pretty sure that I knew that Weta, or sorry, Edna Earl was a rooster. But um, when, when Edna Earl started crowing at 5.20 every morning and just being a loud mouth jerk all the time, <laughs> and I worried about having only two hens to one rooster that he would like overbreed them, you know? And it's not a pleasant kind of breeding. It's really gross. So we sent Mr. Earl, that was his new name, Mr. Earl, out to another farm. So he has a really beautiful life with a whole herd of hens. So I only had these two hens left. And I thought, that's not quite enough. You know, the pecking order thing says that if you have two hens, one of them will basically just murder the other one eventually. As they jockey for being in charge of each other, which was sad. So I wanted to get more hens. So I adopted these two black star hens from a friend of a friend who, you know, just had plenty of hens. So she gave me these two. Um, and they were not quite mature uh, at the time. I think, gosh, I don't know. It's been a long summer. So I don't even know how long they've been with us. I guess like eight weeks. Anyway, <clears throat> so they've gotten bigger since they've come here. But just in the last few days, Elsie, uh, oh, their names. The names of the Black Stars are Intrepid Elsie Fleming and Birdie Bodkin, comma, Postmistress. So <laughs> all of their names come from my favorite Eudora Welty novel called The Ponder Heart. And it's only my favorite because the names in it are so stupid. It's, they're so dumb and so great <laughs> at the same time. And uh, from the first time I read it, I wanted to have some sort of animal that I could name 
all of these dumb names from this book. Um, so they're all named after those characters. So Birdie Bodkin Postmistress is, I think, the low chicken um, in our flock. She is sweet to the people, but I think sometimes the other girls, you know, bully her a little, keep her from getting food. She's sort of the last chicken, which makes me sad. She's also the most beautiful of them all. She has, uh, so black stars, unlike leghorns, are sex-linked chickens, which means you can identify their gender from, like, day one. They look different straight out the egg. So at least this way, I knew they were both female. <laughs> but Birdie has, they, all, they both have black feathers that have kind of a green cast to them in the sun. So sometimes they look green and sometimes they look black. They're very iridescent and beautiful. Uh, and then they have gold feathers up front, kind of on their chest. And Birdie's gold feathers go kind of all the way up. Uh, around her eyelashes and she's just so pretty she's so shiny and so soft and her coloring is so beautiful uh, but as I was saying in the last few days Elsie's uh, comb has kind of come into maturity you know and that was a sign before the other girls started laying eggs too was that just just before all of a sudden their combs are big and red and uh, a symbol I guess uh, an outward show of fertility, maybe, to potential mates. But there are no potential mates here, which I think is wonderful. Anyway, so that's the flock. Bonnie D. Peacock was my first egg layer. Uh, Weta Sampson came right after. She's the, the character, I think. She's the card in the group. Uh, Birdie Bodkin Postmistress, most beautiful. Intrepid Elsie Fleming, sort of a daredevil chicken, right? She's named after a circus performer who does a motorcycle act in the book. <laughs> and I gave her that name because in the first few days we were trying to keep them separate, right? As you're supposed to. But she kept jumping out of the fenced in and netted in area and could get out in, I don't even know how, <laughs> could find a way out. So she's our, our intrepid Elsie Fleming I think she's going to be, again, the first of the black stars to lay an egg. And I'm still hoping for today. But as of now, she's not making any moves. She's not making any cooping moves. So I guess I'll just have to keep waiting. All right, nobody's out. That's been seven minutes. We're still on egg watch. Stay tuned. Oh, man, it's 9.07, and Bonnie D. Peacock, oh, sorry, and Weta Sampson just came out. Uh, did I forget to mention that I have dogs, and the neighborhood have dogs? There's dogs everywhere. Okay, but I think Weta Sampson's done. Okay, it's 9.26, and Bonnie D has just come out of the coop. Now, sometimes when they finish laying their eggs, they come out and do the whole, like, bok, bok, bok thing that chickens do. 
but it doesn't look like today's that day. I haven't heard any egg songs. So I'm gonna open the coop for the first time. And I have two enormous eggs. They're both huge. There's one in the left box and one in the right box. The right box, that was Wida's. And the left box was Bonnie D's. They are enormous. I am sure we're gonna have <laughs> some double yolks. That's Elsie yelling at me. I don't know if she's gonna go in. Maybe she will now that everybody else is out. So I'm gonna hang out a little bit. I got a phone call I have to take at 10 o'clock. So maybe I won't get to stay and watch the whole time, but I'm gonna try. All right, so I'm putting the eggs in my pocket so that I can open the gate and go put them in the fridge and write them down in the egg book. Oh no, no, it's fine. Okay. All right, so now that I have both my eggs, I'm gonna write them down in the egg book. Today is August 4th at 9.07. Weeda Sampson laid an egg. And then at, what did I say? 9.27, Bonnie D laid her egg. One was in the left box, one was in the right box. I've already forgotten which was which but I did sneak into the nesting box and take a picture. So I know which one <laughs> Bonnie D was in, but I need to review the footage. And that's it, I guess. I will maybe update you if we did, uh, sorry, if um, Elsie, if Elsie ends up going into the coop later this morning or this afternoon, I'll, I'll try to record that. But um, that's basically the end of egg production time. Thanks for staying with me through the journey. Thanks for listening to all of that nonsense. Um, have a fun day. I know I'm gonna. Bye! say thank you. Thank you for giving me your eggs. Thank you, Miss Weeda. Thank you, sweet Bonnie. You laid two of the biggest eggs I've ever seen this morning. And if both of you had a double yoked egg on this magical day, when I ate another double yoked egg and recorded you laying double yoked eggs, it will be the luckiest day on record. I feel like it has to be the world's luckiest day. Thank you for being my sweet chickens. Thank you, Birdie. Thank you, Elsie. Oh, I know you're going to give me an egg soon. I love you very much. I love you. Okay. Enjoy eating your weeds and your worms. Bye.